Good evening. Uh, this is Victoria um, Warhol with Dream Dogs, and we train surface dogs. And uh, we're doing a very special Facebook Live post tonight on service dog access issues. Uh, what's new when you're yelled at and treated like a criminal? Uh, why is because one of my people um, called while we were out, we're making um, the boxes that we've been using. And uh, while we're cutting wood and everything, I couldn't answer the call. Uh, but one of my clients uh, called up um, with a harrowing tale of uh, she had her puppy out uh, and was doing some training with them. And a, a guy starts yelling at her and she didn't know what to do. And, and it happens. It happens a lot that, uh, you know, whenever the big goes down, you just don't know what to do and you freeze up and then afterwards you're like, oh, I should have, or you want to make sure that you do it right the next time. So that's what, <coughs> excuse me, that's what this is about is to tell you what to do um, when this happens. And first I'm going to share a couple stories with you about when it's happened to me uh, because it has, it's happened to everybody, uh, unfortunately. Um, and so let me share, one of them was a little over three years ago, we were at a restaurant in Gainesville called Las Margaritas. Uh, and we had brought a small dog in who was a service dog in training. It was a little white puffy one. I don't know what, um, Bichon mix maybe? Super cute. And, uh, and what happened was uh, we went in, we were seated. We found out some friends were going to be joining us. So we asked for a bigger table and they said, sure, come up to the front. So we walked up to the front register and they said, you're not welcome in here with that dog. I'm like, she's a service dog in training. You know, we were waiting for uh, her vest to arrive, her little vest to arrive. But legally, service dogs do not need to be vested. So, you know, like we didn't need to vest the dog. And she was not being carried. She was walking all four on the floor. Um, she was, as soon as I sat down, she went right underneath the chair. You know, it's not like, oh, it's a little bit of a service dog there, don't you have? No, like this was a service dog in training. She was in part of our program. So they would not seat us. So our friends come and uh, we had, uh, one of them spoke Spanish. Spoke Spanish and understood Spanish. So she, uh, she's listening. So I said, you know, I, I want to speak to the manager. Well, that, that was the manager who said, no, he didn't think that they were service dogs. Apparently he was telling the owner on the phone in Spanish because Las Margaritas is a Mexican restaurant. If you didn't figure that out yet. So the guy calls up the owner, manager calls up the owner. Yeah, we've got a, a, a lady here who says that her dog's a service dog. And I just don't think he is. Well, let's make what, why don't you think he is? I just don't think he is. I just don't think he's a service dog. And I just don't want to see them. And uh, the uh, the owner says, oh, well, you don't have to see them. So we left the restaurant. We went out. And stress really affects me. Stress affects a lot of people with disabilities in a not good way. So stress really affects me. And so we sat down on a bench. And as I collected myself, we called. Um, I have a friend, Teresa, who's my co-author on Service Dogs information every handler should know, which is available on um, Amazon. I highly recommend it. It has all the laws and stuff in it. She's my co-author. She's the one who knows the laws. I know the training. She knows the laws. So when I run into situations, I always ask her what to do. And couldn't get a hold of her, texted her, and she's like, call the, because it was in the county, it wasn't in the city of, uh, county of Alachua, not city of Gainesville call the Alachua County, tell them that the dog is via or that the restaurant is violating this statute and they should send somebody out to take a report. Okay. So we did that. We called up over, over an hour went by of us waiting in our car in the parking lot for the sheriff to arrive. And they never arrived. And at this point, the adrenaline had left and I was done. You know, um, the, the friends that we were with, um, also, she had a service dog. She was done because the adrenaline crash was over. So we decided to go to another restaurant, a Mexican restaurant. I think it was Blue Agave just down the street, like across from Millhopper uh, Library. If you're in Gainesville, you know what I'm talking about. Um, that became our forever go-to because of this. So we went there. And while we're there, we get a call from the police. And there's only maybe three blocks between these two restaurants. A call from, not the police, the sheriff, that they were up there and they wanted a statement. 
And we said, you know, we're at this restaurant with the same dog. We asked them when we go out there, you know, is this going to be a problem that we have this service dog in training and without a vest? No, not at all, not at all, not at all. So we, uh, you know, we ate there. They were fantastic about it because all they need is that credible assurance. Is the dog trained to mitigate a disability? Well, she's in training. And in Florida, service dogs in training have the same accessibility as fully trained service dogs. What tasks or work has the dog been trained to perform? Well, again, she's in training, but her tasks will be da 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 So the, they didn't do anything. The sheriffs didn't do anything. Nothing happened because of it. All it did was cause us to waste, it, it upset us, caused us to waste over an hour of just sitting around waiting. And it was, it, it was a pain in the butt, honestly. Um, another time that it went down, and then we moved um, later on that month, I think. Uh, we moved to, to the ranch here. No, was it? Yeah, it must have been. Um, so we, another time we were up in D.C., for our first IACP conference. And instead of just eating at the hotel all the time, we were walking a few blocks. We had found a Italian restaurant to stop at. So we go to this Italian restaurant. You need to go upstairs to get in. So, you know, I kind of sent Rich up to see if they had room for us. When they found out that we had a service dog, no, they wouldn't accept us. They didn't want us to eat there. And instead of arguing, because here's why I don't argue with restaurants, is I don't want them to spit in my food. So I don't argue with restaurants. Um, I don't argue with hotels because I actually want daily maid service and I don't want the room with the bed bugs um, if there's a problem. Uh, we, so we just, we just went down another block and found another restaurant that was really good. And then we went there another time with a bunch of friends. So we gave them all of our business. In uh, today's day of social media, social media, like leave reviews on Yelp, leave reviews on Facebook. Uh, another time, where were we? We were up in outside of Salt Lake City, and we had two, a friend and I, and we had two service dogs. We each had a service dog, <laughs> and we had reservations at, um, what hotel? There were two hotels, a Motel 6 and a Super 8, so we had reservations at the Super 8, and we, uh, we get in there, and she actually left the two dogs in the car with me so she can go in and check in so we didn't have to get the dogs in and out, and we could find out what room we were in so we can go and park by it. And they, no, 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 I know you have dogs. You're not allowed to have dogs in here. We, we don't allow dogs in our hotel. Like, how the hell do you know that we have dogs? Like, they're in the back of the SUV. Like, what type of cameras do you have that you can see the dogs? And they're service dogs. Like, he didn't care, he didn't care, he didn't care. Now, here's the thing. They paid for the reservation. So she paid for the reservations for that, and I did the rental car um, with points that she had. So we had these points that, you know, they're non-refundable points. And it was her and I, it was a friend, a female friend and I. And so her husband was at home. And so she kind of sicked her husband on it. And so he took care of it so we could enjoy the trip that we were on. And we went over to the Motel 6. We, again, we explained the situation to them. Well, they didn't care if we had service dogs or dogs. They gave us um, two um, connecting rooms that were both handicapped accessible. So that was flipping amazing. Uh, and I really, really appreciated that. Okay. Um, so that's three different occasions. Um, here's another one. I was at Walmart and we had uh, everyone following us around. This was whenever, if you guys are in Gainesville, that old Walmart on Northwest 13th Street, when that was there. So this was like 13 years ago because we had just moved to Gainesville. Um, and, and all the employees were following me around. Like one would follow me and then another would tag team and just follow me through the whole store. And every employee that I saw, they'd ask me, the, the, is that a service dog? Why do you have that dog? Like, it's, it's supposed to be like once, not every employee not harassing me. So what did I do? I emailed, and again, this was 13 years ago. I emailed Walmart corporate and I emailed this store and I told them, I said, this is what happened. I don't appreciate it, you know, feeling like a criminal because I happened to bring my service dog into your store. And they uh, sent an apology and then I didn't hear anything else. And then about three or four years later, I get a call. Is this Victoria Warfel? Yes. Did you used to live at the apartment that we lived at when we first moved to Gainesville? Yes. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Apparently there was a lot of service dogs who were having problems with Walmart employees. And so they sued them and they reached a settlement and I got like $3,000. 
and and they had a check cut and waiting for me. They were just trying to find me. And I'm like, well, you know, like the government knows where I live. Like I'm not like under the radar. But yeah, so so that was kind of nice. That was like the nicest outcome that I've ever had from it. Um, you know, we've had that. Now we've also had we're leaving Epcot and the who was it? The transportation manager came up and said we couldn't put Arrow on the tram. Now this was before I had a disability placard, so we had to take the tram out to the parking lot. We couldn't put Arrow on the tram, and I'm like, well, how do you expect me to uh, get out to my car? Because we trammed yesterday at Magic Kingdom, and we trammed on the way into Epcot today. Uh, well, because um, if he's going to give me a ride out there, right to my car, like I am not going to complain about that because that's better than having to park and then walk it with everyone else. No, what he waited for was the next tram to come, and then he blocked off the entire car with, like, what, eight rows or whatever in the car. He blocked off the entire car for me, Rich, Luke, and Arrow. Okay, I mean, it, it, I felt silly, but okay. And I never had a problem. So I emailed Disney on the way home. They apologized. Never had a problem since then. He got more training. Um, we were at Universal. See, there's been a lot of them, and I know I don't even remember half of them. Um, we were at Universal, uh, Karen and Holstein and me and Rich. I don't know if Luke was there. I think Holstein and Gypsy were there and I'm in my wheelchair. Rich has pushed me. It was just this summer and it was warm. And so most of the stuff we had done were inside and they have a American Express lounge that we were in and they have a um, pass holders lounge that we were in and just air conditioned stuff because it, it was hot for everybody. And there's a drunk woman by the exits we're trying to leave the um the side the universal side and she's yeah talking i thought she was talking to karen no she was yelling at karen how mean we are how evil we are that we make the dogs work in this heat and how dare we and so of course i start yelling so i'm in the wheelchair we're just like pushing me away as i'm like no you, you don't get to do that like they're service dogs if i don't have her i can't be out here and I, i'm gonna be a shut-in so what are you saying that disabled people shouldn't ever leave their house in the summertime you know, uh, she was treated like a princess. Uh, and, and as we're leaving, there's always like the cast member there and the security guard there at the exit. They just totally ignored the whole thing happening. Ah, you know, like they should have stepped in and said something. They should have. They didn't. And you're not going to pick on my Karen when I'm there. So we, you know, what happens? So um, that, if it's... Part of, if it's from the company, if it's an employee or the owner or whatever, uh, you have some retaliation ability, you know, um, social media, complaint. But first you need to show proof that it happened, okay? So what do you do? You all have phones. You all have phones with video, don't you? If you don't have phones with video, why aren't you having a phone with video? Shoot, open up your camera. Now, some parties are a one consent, some parties are a two consent state. Florida is a two consent, two parties consent state. So I can't record you without your knowledge. Okay, you can't. What you can do is make it very obvious that you're recording and tell them that you're recording. So this is what I do, what I recommend doing. And so you have to practice this beforehand is they start asking you, harassing you, whatever, right? So you pull, open up your phone and you start the video camera, you turn it on, you say, I am recording you. So it's recorded. Now they have noticed. Now, if they're too busy yelling that they don't hear you, that's not my fault. That's their fault. So I am recording you. Are you denying me access? If it's something like that, if it's an employee that's just going crazy, just let him rant and rave and show how crazy he is. Okay, so you can put that up on social media if you want to. You can put that up on Facebook because there's a lot of crazy people out there. Lots of crazy people out there. Um, so you can do that. You can... Um, you know, try to pass it on to the cops. You can try calling the cops. I'm um, having them file something. Um, is it criminal? Is it civil? And that's where if they go against the ADA, and I could be wrong on this because I'm a trainer. I don't know all the laws by heart because laws kind of confuse and annoy me. Um, especially if I don't like them. Now, every state, I, not every state, I think about three quarters of the states have laws on the books saying that, you know, you can't interfere or harass a service dog. Here's the problems. I don't know of any of her, any person who's been prosecuted because of that, which means I don't know of anyone that it's actually worked, right? I don't know of anyone. 
So I think they're more feel good laws, like pat myself on the back, look how good I did. We passed this law, but nothing happened from it. Now, one of my clients was at a bank, Marvel, if you guys know Marvel. Um, uh, he's a pointer, so picture a pointer. They're at a bank, and this guy starts yelling at her because she wouldn't let him pet her dog. Starts yelling at her, ends up throwing his walker at her, and it clips Marvel. And you know, an ambulance is called not for because, like, I think she got hit too with it. It, it was a while ago. Um, now banks, you know, it was a customer at the bank. Okay, it was a customer. Yeah, they have security cameras going at all times. And the police, when the police were called, the police should be able to review the security cameras. And since he was in the bank, he should be a known customer of the bank and they could go after him for it. Did they? I didn't hear anything else about it. I would have, I would have pressed charges against him because that's not only harassing a service dog, it's potentially injuring a service dog. Uh, <laughs> friend here says, I seldom ever have those issues. I guess I don't look like someone you fuck with or no one wants to mess with a Roddy. Yeah. Carla has a uh, Rottweiler service dog. I get less problems with a normal looking service dog. Um, but you know, I had arrow up in Salt Lake city. I had arrow at DC, but the more you do it and you go out and you, you deal with stuff, the more you, you're just like, yeah, you're going to give me a problem, bring it. Um, you know, I haven't had any issues with Django. I haven't had any issues with Candy yet or Gypsy. Um, and it's not like Arrow was misbehaving. They just didn't want to serve a dog in. Uh, you know, the one he was even in the car, so they hadn't even seen him. And then here I had Django out at two to two and a half months old out at Universal, out at a restaurant, you know, like tucked underneath my chair. I had Gypsy at Disney at nine weeks old. It's those odd ones. So if you have a, um, a person harassing you, if you have an access issue, the best thing that you can do, it took me almost 20 minutes to get to this point. The best thing that you can do, pull out your phone, start recording. As soon as you start recording, say, I am recording you now. Okay. And practice saying that practice. So like my phone, let's see if I can get it up again, has that little camera button in the corner. So I can, I should be able to just hit that. It's not working. Hit it and hold it. Yeah. You just hit it and hold it and it brings up the camera right away. Look, it's like double me. And then you flip it over to video, hit it. I am, I am now recording you. And then you have it. And if nothing else, you get to, to vent and get it out of your system because here's the thing. Yes, you should stand up for yourself every single time that something like this happens. However, if somebody's throwing things at my dog or trying to hit or kick my dog, I'm going to get my dog out of there as soon as possible or I'm going to punch the guy in the throat, one or the other. I'm not recommending you guys punch guys in the throat but because um, it would be assault. But it's, it's, not, it's not something I'm going to waste spoons on, you know? Um, the woman, the drunk woman at Universal. So we, we're leaving, right? We, we, we're going through City Walk and there's the icy place, like where you split. So Rich went in an icy, so he goes over there, he parks me at the icy spot and he goes over to get a drink and Karen and I are there talking and here comes the woman, the drunk woman who had just yelled at us and her husband's kind of leading her along. Cause again, she's drunk, you know, it's pretty obvious. And not that it excuses her, but it's, it's pretty obvious she's drunk. So, uh, so he, he's going and I get my phone out. Okay. I get my phone out so I can start recording if she says anything. And of course she doesn't say anything because I had forgot to record the drunk episode. Now we've also had, <laughs> we had one client here who was, who was pissed and she was drunk and, and she wasn't happy. And so as she's yelling at us at what had happened, and this wasn't even service dog related, it was pet dog related. Her friend, had, had uh, said she wanted to come out for a, a, a meet and greet type of thing. We call it a discovery session. Uh, so we can sit down and just get to know each other and how we can help them have the dog that they've always dreamed of. So it was a pet dog. So the friend comes, the wo initial woman who called, so the woman, and then the friend, and then the friend's dog. So we sit down and the friend thought it was for the woman. And the woman knew it was for the friend. So the friend's like, how dare you say I have a bad dog and that my dog needs training? She's like, you know, look, the dog knocked you over. 
you know, the dog's out of control. Like, I just, you need to have the training done. And so she kind of sprung it on her. And I'm like, please don't use me like that in the future. So the friend got PO'd, okay, and takes off, goes out to her car and turn around and is yelling at us again. And I'm thinking like, honey, this is not my fault that your friend lied to you and sprung you on us like this, you know? Uh, you know, I had no idea whenever people call, like, I don't know, like if I'd call, uh, you're not going to talk to Rich and me at once. Like if I talk to somebody, like, I don't know if it's a spouse, a friend, I have friends who come out together. I have spouses who come out together. I have friends with benefits who come out together. Like I don't need to talk to both of them and verify that everybody's all on the same page beforehand, but maybe I do. So, uh, so she's yelling. So I start recording it and she goes, are you recording this? I said, you betcha I'm recording this. You know, for all I knew, I thought she was going to drive through the gates on the way out. And so she left the friend there. The woman, the friend left the woman there. The woman who had initially called. Yeah, she left her there. So she's like, well, that didn't go well. And I'm like, you think maybe. So she came in the house because then it starts raining. And we live in the boonies, you know, like they're from town, but it takes, took about 15 minutes for her husband to get out here. So now here we are. It's raining. So I can't let the woman just stand outside because, you know, I am nice. And so she's in there sitting with us. And I'm like, what do you say to the woman who, who, you know, sprung that it was just, oh my gosh, the situations that we get into sometimes, um, that it was the weirdest thing that happened. But, you know, I'll, I'll record things, you know, um, you might be out here working your dog and I'm going to flip it up and, re and record because maybe you're doing something super awesome or we just want to show like, this is what a good walk looks like. Uh, now all my clients sign off a waiver, so it's okay. But, you know, I do, I, I say I'm recording now. I find I'm recording because I want to have that, um, what do you call it? That, that guarantee, that confirmation that it's all good. You know, that first they know it, so that's nothing illegal that I'm doing. And second is proof, is proof of whatever, you know, um, of, of proof that you were harassing me and my dog, of proof of what have you. And then you're going to take it and go to any security that's there, you can call the police. Um, call them on the non-emergency number. Most police departments have a non-emergency number along with the emergency of 911 because we're in the U.S. and 911 is the number for emergencies. Uh, you know, so you might have to look it up or email. I mean, it's almost 2020. Like, maybe you can get on and chat with the police department and say, hey, this is what's going on. But the problem is you don't know what to do in the situation. And that's why you need to practice ahead of time for everything. So what happens if you're out with your dog and somebody comes up to you and says, you're not allowed to have dogs in here, or can I pet your dog or any of the, one of the million of things that, that they can say to you, what do you do? Stop, go away, practice it ahead of time. And we'll do this with clients. I'll go up and I'll say, uh, you know, dogs aren't allowed in here. He's a service dog. He's allowed in here. And it's really funny. We were doing a um, public access test video for, for an organization that I'm not going to name. Uh, we're doing a public access test video. And one of the things that they wanted to see was an access issue. Well, it was just, it was just Karen and I and Holstein and who did I have candy? And there was nobody about, and nobody like part of the test is, you know, have an access issue. Well, there was no access issue. Like there was none. So I, instead of my normal voice, which apparently is pretty unique in when my clients' dogs listen to, when my clients are listening to me and the dogs listen to me and the dogs are always like, it's Vicky, where's Vicky at? So, uh, so I, I wanted to disguise my voice a little bit. Like, I'm not going to pretend it's not me. So I have the phone. I'm recording like this. It's right in front of me. So I go, hey, you're not allowed to have a dog in here. And just tried to mask it so Holsey wasn't like, Vicky's just being silly. And it's funny because the comment back was, we know that's you. Like, well, I'm not like, it was coming from whoever was holding the phone, which was me. Of course it's coming from me. You know, like the thing was to see what happens, what Karen's response would be, not what my doing it would be. Like, I don't understand. People are weird. But anyway, um, I'm sure you all have had the issues, um, access issues or questions. I know Nicole just logged on. I know she had a, a pretty bad one at a, uh, what was it, a butcher, a deli, uh, a few months ago. And part of you, it's it's annoying. I mean, it's really annoying whenever it happens. And part of you wants to fight it. And part of you is like, I only have so many spoons to get through the day. 
And that's usually where I'm at is I just don't have the spoons to deal with it. Um, if it's a crazy drunk person, I want to tell them off and then Rich doesn't like me to tell them off. Um, he likes me to be good. Uh, he's usually a better level headed. I, I'm German and Italian, so I get passionate and loud and I talk with my hands. So it's like this. Um, but you have to decide for yourself how you're going to handle it. Record it. Start your video recording. Tell them what's going on, that you're recording it. That is always my first step. But my second and third and fourth steps, you know, once you get it on record of it, you know, those type of things go flaming like wildfire in California, right? They go really fast. They burn really bright. And people will jump onto a cause. I know there are service dog handlers that whenever uh, there's an access issue at a restaurant, they'll all go and, and do a sit-in. Well, you know, you've got to find out why there was an access issue. Was it store policy? Was it one employee? Um, just like Starbucks just had something on Thanksgiving where a cop ordered and they wrote pig on on the thing. Like, really? Uh, you know, first they fire the person, but then people are, oh, you got to ban, boycott Starbucks. You know, people aren't going to boycott Starbucks. You know, like it's not corporate policy to do that. You know, one idiot person isn't going to make me not want to do it, especially since they came back and they apologized and everything else and they took care of it on their end. Um, but, uh, companies, bad reviews, uh, people record it record it anyway. Um, but if it is a store, if it is a bank, if it is something like that, um, you know, make sure that you get the police in contact uh, with the store. Uh, okay, so Rebecca said, I've rehearsed saying, I'm sorry, but he is a service dog in training and cannot be pet for polite people. For rude people, he's a service dog in training, leave me alone. Yeah. So Rebecca, did you practice it with people or just you saying it yourself? Because role play, and, and it sounds so silly. But role play and have, have a friend, have a family member come up. Like, I'm going to go pet that dog. And, and with it, you, you are very polite there. And I know, I know you're from what, Minnesota. So like people are polite up there more so than other places. Um, it's because kind of, you're so close to Canada, I think. Uh, but, you know, I'm sorry, but he's a service dog in training and cannot be pet. And for rude people, he's a service dog in training. Let me learn. Whenever we, I was um, wheelchairing through Epcot, with Gypsy, Wednesday, Thursday, today's Saturday, so Thursday. I'm walking and this guy's walking beside me. He just reaches out and pets my dog. Well, we're working on getting a hands-free leash. So when I get a hands-free leash, you know what I'm going to do then? They want to do that. I'm just going to go, why? No, don't touch my dog. But then again, then is that assault on me? Well, you're just assaulting my dog. Don't touch my dog. Um, Rich doesn't even notice it when it happens half the time because it happened at Universal a few months ago. And he's, and I said, don't touch my dog. And he's, what are you talking about? I said, the person just walked by and snuck a pet in. Nicole says it was a grocery store butcher shop. Brian says, just buy them a beer, right? Nicole said she learned a video recording from me. Um, Rebecca says she practiced in the mirror with her boyfriend and a couple friends on campus. Yeah. And Rebecca, keep up the practicing too, because it feels funny, but it's okay. <clears throat> my son took karate. My husband took karate. I always wanted to take karate. I kind of played around in my backyard with books whenever I was uh, in um, high school um, because my parents wouldn't let me sign up for karate or kickboxing, which I really wanted to do. Um, now finding out I have EDS and pause, it's probably a good thing I didn't. Um, but it's that practice. It's that repetition. So in karate, they learn these katas, which are like, um, I don't know, punch, block, block, punch kick, like whatever, right? But you go through them. Why? So you learn to, to move from one to the next to the next in a flow. And then as you get good at it, you get good at it, that wraps the myelin around your circuits, right? And it creates that muscle memory. So that's why, you know, you never want to stop practicing it is because you need to build that muscle memory. And it's why when dogs go home from a boot camp, uh, there could be some struggle after the go home because the owners haven't built that muscle memory yet. Now that's not a problem. They'll build it. And the dog already knows what it is they're supposed to do. So it's usually not an issue. It just, you know, can take a little bit longer. You know, they're not robots and even robots. You need to reprogram every now and then. Um, Portia says, thank you so much. I had a little access issue today at Chick-fil-A, but 
um, spelling errors in respect and assertive way. I handled it in a in, uh, respective and assertive way. He's a service dog in training. And according to the ADA, he's allowed to be there. So if he's a service dog in training, according there is no ADA coverage for service dogs in training. That's only covered under state laws, uh, which is why whenever you're dealing with a state that does not allow service dogs in training, which Florida does allow service dogs in training, but some states don't, that's where you get that service dog in training moved up the service dog as soon as possible, knowing that you still have to work on it. Does that make sense? So I say Georgia, I don't know. Georgia doesn't have anything to do with service dogs in training. So what do you do in that case where well, you do pet friendly stores? If you know, if you ask, you know, like, hey, can I bring my service dog in training in here to, to, to work? Here's his Instagram showing where he's been. Here's a letter from the vet saying that he's good. Here's, you know, some videos of him from his Instagram showing that he's good, right? So you have those that you can present and then they can decide if they want to or not. Having like an email from the owner or manager will, will help you other than just like phone okay. Um, so you start doing that. But once the dog is public access trained in pet friendly locations um, and has at least one good task, like bump him up to service dog, even if he's only a year old, because you need to get him out there and they can still work for you around that age, depending on what it is. Um, okay, so ADA, he's allowed to be there. I told the person the two questions you may ask. Also told the person that an emotional support is not a task and ESAs uh, aren't allowed in public places. She understood, she appreciated the service. Um, this was her first service doc she had seen, yeah. And she says, and Rebecca says, that being said, the real situations make my brain fart. And Portia says, thank you. And I live in North Carolina. Yeah, I, I don't know all the states. There's an app that tells me, which is nice. The Nagdu app, I want to say. Um, it does. Rebecca, it, it not only makes your brain fart, it takes away a bunch of spoons. It gives you that adrenaline rush, which leaves you exhausted afterwards. It is not fun to do it. It is not fun when we have them. And what is going to cause it not to happen? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, to, to do it. I think what needs to happen is I think service dogs need to be more in the public eye. So if you guys remember, I think it was on for two or three, maybe four seasons on that show called Speechless with Minnie Driver, um, ABC, I want to say, uh, where her son had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair. And they got a dog, and I'm like, oh, thank God they got a service dog. And well, the service dog would like kept bringing them bananas and kept turning lights on and off. Like she'd failed out of service dog school, so they got her pet. And my thought was, do you know how that could have been so amazing on that show for service dogs? Do you know how many episodes they could have done where, you know, because the mom on there is very, um, she'll do anything for her kid type of mom, like they all should be, right? Like, do you know how much they could have done with that? And they just, they didn't. Like, service dogs aren't mainstream. And it's hard that they're not mainstream. They need to be mainstream. And they don't need to be a service dog to portray a service dog on TV, just like people with disabilities on TV or sometimes able-bodied in real life. Um, but, but it needs to become more mainstream on what to do. You know what else needs to become more mainstream on what to do? That if you have a little child, not a little child, like under 10 years old, any age, really. Don't go in the handicap stall in the bathroom. Use it and then dance and twirl around in there when somebody's winning to use the bathroom. It's annoying. It's frustrating and it's aggravating. And even if you tell me, well, that little kid, that little 10-year-old girl might have a disability that means she has to use that big stall, which is fine. I can't judge. You know, I use the big stall because I need the bars to get up and down because of knees and stuff and pots. And then it takes three times the, the oomph to get me up. Um, because of, of the blood pooling in my legs, I need those sidebars or I need to push down on something to get up, <clears throat> even with what, not a dog, even with not a wheelchair, but don't dance in the stall afterwards. And you'll see the feet just twirling and twirling and twirling around and you'll see her jumping and you're like, come on already, get your butt out of there. It's aggravating and annoying. Um, Shira says she gets mad easy with PTSD. She sometimes gets snappy. Uh, Rebecca says after she got home, she realized a positive for the situation today. Her dog Talos didn't, <coughs> excuse me, squirm, whine, or show any uncomfortable behavior despite the yelling and the high stress situation made me feel proud of him and realized it ended up being a great training opportunity. He's great. Perfect. 
Um, Deb says Carol's next act had therapy dogs on it and commented about it wasn't a service dog. They almost hit the mark. I have not watched that episode and I've been watching that because I like her. Like, I can't believe she's on her third series. Like, she's great. Um, but yeah, the, um, they need to bring it out more. They really do. Like, it needs to be mainstream. Deb, you know people. We need to get it mainstream. And she says, yeah, she gets super tired of, locking the, of them locking the door and slipping out under the door and leaving it locked. Ah, oh, I haven't run into that yet, luckily. But I'll tell you what happened. You guys want to know what happened at Epcot? This is a good one. Are you ready? So we enter Epcot. And the first set of bathrooms there, the ones behind Pluto, like I had to pee really bad. And I'm in, in my new wheelchair. I'm playing around with that. Uh, first time taking it to one of the parks. And I had Gypsy with me. And Rich was there. He had Loki. Luke was there. And then Karen was there with Holstein. So I wheelchair over. And usually if I had the manual chair, sometimes I would go in with it if I didn't feel comfortable standing up because I was too dizzy. Um, and sometimes I'd just leave it out with whoever was sitting out there. You know, sitting out there with like Luke, like then Luke sits in it and waits or Karen sits in it and waits, you know, whatever works. So I'm sure people are like, oh, does she really need that? Well, you know what? Trying to maneuver through a bathroom with a service dog in a wheelchair is a pain in the butt. And yes, I am not, I cannot move. Like it's a part-time wheelchair use. It's for more long distances, you know, or if I just can't do it. So we, it's in the back of the Jeep. We have to take it out tomorrow because we're going on a road trip um, just for the day. Um, but we're going to take it out of the Jeep for that because we need to, to travel with three or four dogs. But we, uh, I had it. So I, I wheel in there and it's, it's not a door bathroom to get in, right? Cause it's Disney. So it's like an S bathroom to get in. So if you're standing out there, you can't see anything, but that means you have to go in and curve and twirl to get in. And the first stall luckily was the handicap stall, but unfortunately the first stall was the handicap stall. So there's a woman in it. I'm in my chair, right? My electric new chair with gypsy. So we, we pull off to the side by the chair and we're waiting. There may be two or three people in there. And so they take the other stalls and a line starts forming and starts forming. starts forming. An older woman leaves the stall. Fine, not a problem, right? So we try to get in trying to maneuver the wheelchair in and not hit these people. Oh my gosh. So we get in there, use the bathroom, wash hands, and then go to leave. And I have to twirl around in a circle to get the chair <laughs> ready to, to exit, open up, unlock it, open it up. And there is at least 15 people in line right in front of me. And I had the chair and I had the dog. Luckily I had already washed my hands. So the people who say, Oh, you shouldn't wash your hands in the handicap stall. Cause it's taking you extra time. You should go out and wash your hands like able-bodied people do. And then you can leave. And then that clears up that bathroom for somebody else faster. Baloney because there was a line, there were so many people in there and having a dog in a chair, I am not about to do that. So I tell them, I'm like, I am new to this chair and it's electric and you might wanna give me some space because I do not wanna hit any of you guys and I cannot make any guarantees that I won't hit you. And we left it, everyone got out of my way. <laughs> so it was, it was funny, but we were there for a lot and I had to, go to the restroom a few more times. I did not bring my chair in again. Instead, I just said, here you go, guys. I will be back. <laughs> and, and I'd go into the bathroom on my own. Uh, as it's less busy, I will do it again. And if it's empty, if I can get to the bathroom at some point and it's empty, I'm going to show you how much fun it is. And I'll videotape it and show you how much fun it is to use a wheelchair with a service dog in a handicap stall in a bathroom. Deb says, yes, ma'am. Thank you, Deb. Portia says, I apologize for spotting. It's funny. There's a Portia. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not a problem. Um, he has one task with pawing at me for when I get generalized anxiety attacks. And some of my symptoms, he responds by rubbing my um, tights, thighs, maybe legs or thighs. Yeah. And start shaking my leg. Okay. He started doing last week in public. Okay. Mufasa's four months old service dogs in mainstream, please. Yeah. We need it to be mainstream. Michelle says, I've stood outside the bathroom stalls waiting with Yocon to see the handicap stall as well as stalls open. I'll tell people, go ahead. I need to wait for the handicap stall. And I'm not quiet about it. Nope. Nope. I'll do it too. And yeah, I, I understand that parents with strollers and multiple children, but you know what? I didn't choose to be disabled and you chose to have multiple kids. And usually the bathrooms at Disney aren't itty bitty tiny. And most of the time, if you have multiple kids, you are not going with multiple kids. Like I would not, I don't see many parents 
who are there on their own with multiple kids. It's multiple kids, multiple adults, usually. It could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a spouse. You chose to have the kids. Now you can't take out my stall that I need because that's the only thing that fits everything. You know, and it has the handrails that I need for getting up and down. And if it is that, if your kid is just learning how to be potty trained, well, that's fantastic. I'm not going to tell you to use pull-ups or anything at this point. But you know what you could do is take an end stall and just blockade it off. And your kids can go in and go potty and can go in and go potty. And you are just there. So don't put the kid in the bathroom stall at two years old on his own. Like, I'm not saying to do that. Just leave the door open. Like, it's a woman's bathroom. It's going to happen. And you take an install. Like, nobody's going to look at it and say, ha ha, your kid has a little pee-pee. Porsche, I love your personality and story. I can't wait to join your service. Start training online. Vinny Pope on December 25th. Oh, that'll be an awesome Christmas present, Porsche. I love it. And Porsche, um, Shira says, you won't regret it. You won't. It's awesome. I'm fantastic. But I also, I've lived it, guys. Like, I've had service dogs for Luke's 18, so I've had service dogs for 16 years. And before that, I was looking into getting them, but the people I was reaching out to, because again, 16 years ago, what was the internet like 16 years ago, right? Um, even Rich and I have been married. Oh, wow, our anniversary's coming up. It's on Friday. And that'll have us being married. We got married in 97. This will be 19. So three plus 19 is what, 22 years we've been married. I remember when we were married, like first married, I was looking up service dog stuff because of the syncope, because of the dysautonomia, because I was passing out. And at the time they had some for like seizure alert and I reached out to them and I'm like, hey, can you help me? This is what I have. Can a service dog be trained for this? And the response I got was, here's our application packet. It's a $500 application fee. Fill it out. Get us our $500 application fee and we can tell you if we can help you. Like, no, like I'm asking you a pretty simple question because if you can help me, like I will fundraise and I will pay for it. But if you can't help me, I'm not, I'm not paying $500 for you to tell me if you can help me or not. You know, like that's just not, not what I want at all. Um, it's just not right. So there's, there's always hardships with it. And I want you to take them and learn from them on what you can do better and then share it with our group. What's our group? Our group is how to train your service dog online discussion group or podcast discussion group. Yeah. We'll say it's the podcast discussion group and that's on Facebook. It's a free group. We also have a private group. Shh, it's private. And it's got how to train your service dog online members only. So when you get access to our online course, you get the link for it. So you say you want it and you get into it. And that gives you access. Like I always answer questions in there. I'll post private videos in there that nobody else gets. Um, you know, I'll, I'll post in the public group too, but not as much as I post in the private group because the private group is for my peeps right there. And Easter's not even here yet. And I have peeps. Wow. That's great. Yep. I'm 22 years old, born in April 97. I'm happy you have your husband. He's pretty awesome. He is. He's, he's my favorite husband I've ever had. <laughs> he's my only husband. I got married at, I met him when I was 19 and we got married at 21. I was 21. He's eight years older than I am, which nobody ever believes when they meet him. <laughs> it's hard to believe he's like out of his teens. Um, but yeah, it, it's been fun. And, and he puts up with a lot from me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got diagnosed at 19. I got diagnosed right before we met. I think, yeah, it was. Because that summer's whenever I passed out. And then we met in December. Our first date was like December 5th. Um, we had actually met in church. And my sister and I, so my parents tried this new church. And he was, there was this cute guy there. It was rich. And uh, so my sister and I would go, she's four years younger than I am. And after a few times, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's kind of cute, right? And, uh, and so we sat behind him. We didn't sit with mom and dad and, and my brother, Zach. We sat behind this cute guy. And then you have to sign in your name at this church. Presbyterians, like they always have you sign in. So we're trying to read his handwriting. And we thought his name was Nick Uftel instead of Rich Warfel. Uh, and okay. And getting the... I asked him out first and I said, you know, I was at um, UW Waukesha. I was in college on my freshman year at the time. And I said, you know, they're having a choral concert at, at, at college. Do you want to go with me? And he said, I'd love to, but let's get to the movies first. So that's, that's how we did. Cause this wasn't for like two weeks. And so we went out the next weekend to go see GoldenEye. 
And I think we did dinner at Jalisco's, which was a Mexican restaurant up in Wisconsin that turned into our usual place. And after he proposed, that's where we went. Yeah. It's always like this time of year because we got our first date was in December. We got engaged the end of November and then we got married December 13th. So like this time of year is like, this is our time of year. And we've moved at this time of year. Like good things happen now. Um, Claire says, hey, Vicky, just jumping out. I know you're doing a lot. It was a surprise live. <laughs> and then because this week, um, our podcast night is usually Tuesday nights. And this one was a weird one because we were out at McAllister's Deli um, doing the, uh, the fundraiser night at the restaurant. So we went live for, I think, about a half hour and just talked to, you know, Facebook a little bit and talked to the people who were coming by um, just to give you kind of a feel for what it was like there. But because of that, I didn't upload it because it wouldn't make any sense to upload it onto podcast, but I will upload this one, I think, because this would make sense to upload it. Uh, what else did we do today? We had an amazing group class. Uh, what we did is Karen came out and she had brought all this stuff. Her and I are both um, AKC, American Temperament Test Evaluators. And Rich isn't yet. We keep telling him he needs to get on it and he hasn't. But, uh, but her and I are both evaluators. We have to do it through a club so we cannot do it here for Dream Dogs. But we know what the, the test is. So we set it up, just see where the dogs were on it. Uh, I have four service dog boot camp dogs in, so we took them through it. We took Gypsy and Django and Candy through it. We took Holstein and Chico through it. Chico's Karen's other dog. We took, we had 12 people in class today, including Holstein and Chico. So 10 people plus Holstein and Chico, right? So we took all of them through the course, but it was really nice to see where problems were. Um, Rich had on a wizard cape in the... Yeah, from uh, it was a Raven's Claw cape from Harry Potter, um, and Gypsy barked at him. She doesn't. She's never liked costumes much, even though we go to Disney all the time. I watch who we put her by, but it was nice because as he was doing the other ones towards the end, when we were just doing our dogs and our boot camp dogs, we had her out so she could see it. So Django and I went up, Candy and I went up, and she came with us, and she was fine with it. So hopefully, seeing stuff like that will help her. But that was the only place where Gypsy had a problem. Django, the squeaky horn, he thought was a squeaky toy. And he was like, ooh. Um, Candy. Candy and Django both. And Gypsy, all three. There was a PVC ladder and they were like, oh. And I'm like, dude, we do PVC ladder. Like, how are you not doing this at this point? Uh, but every dog had a little something, something. But, but they all did great. And then you know what you have to work on. Right? Because um, they're not official ones. It was super fun. Aiden and Kayla are both tuckered out. Yep. Um, Claire, no. So Claire, guys, if you guys have any questions about the online course, you can, I'm going to throw you under the bus here, Claire. Talk to Claire about it. Um, she says she's loving the Nipopo online course already, and it's already helped so much. Good. I'm so glad to hear that, Claire. Uh, yeah, our online course is amazing. And she's doing the pet online course. So the service dog course has even more stuff in it. A lot of the same, but we go into, um, you know, all the tasks and all the public access stuff. So it's, it's awesome. Like, I love what we're doing. I love how we're doing it. So we did that. Um, we had a client come out. And we sat and talked with the client uh, to make sure everything's going great with his boot camp uh, for his dogs. And then we cut. We had a, a quick lunch. And then we had a, a sheet of plywood. And so Rich and Karen cut that up while I wrote on the back of the signs from what we did for the temperament test so we knew what we had to do for next time. Uh, so we did all that and, and talked about how we're going to set up for the school that we're doing at the end of February. We're doing our How to Train Your Service Dog, the Nipopo Way, four-day school here at the ranch. And we're going to do it. We know where we're going to do it. So we're talking about where we're going to put people, where we're going to put the dogs and everything. Um, you know, it was just, it was an amazing day. And you don't get amazing days all the time. And I'm super stoked. You know, super, super happy about that. Um, because I like to have amazing days. Portia says, I got diagnosed with my multiple mental health at 19. Then at 22, I got diagnosed with seizures from a brain injury. Now from generalized stress and being overwhelmed from the environment. Then at 21, I also learned about my development and learning disabilities with high-functioning autism and language processing disorder that I've had as a child and throughout my life. I've been disabled since I was born, since I was premature. Uh, that hasn't stopped me yet. I'm happy that Mufasa is in my life. I appreciate him every day. And again, thank you for your awesomeness and being real guys. Um, I'm glad that you have Mufasa. I, I think that's going to help you so much, Portia. And I can't wait for you to go on the online course. 
uh, especially with him being four months old, it's a perfect time to start. Michelle says, I took my manual wheelchair to my doctor's appointment and used the handicap stall with my chair for the first time. It was interesting. Unfortunately, I had to rehome Oliver because of my disabilities, so I didn't get to try the chair and dog in a stall. Yeah, it is something else, Michelle, to do it. And, you know, like, we're, I'm used to doing the the dog in a stall with me. Like, I can do a normal stall with my dogs, but to do the chair in a stall and then the chair and the dog in the stall, I missed the whole just chair. I just went straight to chair and dog. Um, Claire says, the anticipation of the training has my dogs already going to the next level. I've been treating them too much. Aw. <laughs> So we, it is like 7.30 here and we haven't eaten dinner yet. We just had a little lunch. Um, he'd made egg salad. So he did that and I had a slice of leftover pizza from yesterday. It was like half price pizza at Pizza Hut. So we did that. But we're going to, I'm going to go see what he's doing. I think he's making beef and broccoli. So I'm going to go and help him with that. Um, but he had to slice all the beef first. So that's why I've been talking to you. Um, but anyway, I will see you guys. Um, tomorrow I'm going to visit my friend. And we are doing, um, what are we doing? Candy's hips and thyroid, Loki's hips and elbows, and Gypsy's final hips and elbows because she just has her prelims. And Claire says she loves my fold-up wheelchair. It's awesome. It really was. And I'm going to talk more about, I'm sure I'll talk more about Epcot and stuff on our Tuesday night normal live webinar. Um, see you in a few minutes. Bye-bye, Claire. Bye, Shira. And then Nicole has been having a lot of fun doing hands-free leash work with Doc and Rhea the last few weeks. Just got another candidate in yesterday, flew in from Sunny, Florida. I saw that. You said you got, what is it that that one was called? A seal? Something like that. They had like a weird name for her breed on the paperwork. That's so funny. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that, Nicole. I'm super stoked. I'm, you know, here and follow her journey. So good job with that one. I will see you guys later. Have a fantastic Sunday. And, uh, and do well in everything that you do.